0: If you like the Middle Age Man Talk podcast, consider giving us your support on Patreon. Hello, and welcome to the Middle Age Man Talk podcast. I'm your host, Brendan. And I'm your other host, Richard. And that lawnmower outside is Richard's wife. If you can hear it, we can hear it. I can hear it. Can you hear it? Yes, I can hear it, too. So that's your wife, Lonnie. Yes, line. it is. Where are we going with this? Oh, we're going to... What was that she just went over? That sounded like a metal cat. Your metal cat's broken, Richard. You... This is... I can't tell if this is off to a good start or a poor start. <laughs> um, okay, let's... Uh... I've been making chocolate recently.
1: Yes, we had... I tried a bit of yours a few episodes back. Which my brother-in-law told me
0: very astutely that it's not real chocolate unless you have cocoa butter. Cocoa butter is the, of course, inside fatty part of the cocoa bean. So just making it with like uh, coconut oil and or, say, ghee, the fat for milk, um, which it's not uh, room temperature stable. That stuff melts in your hands really easy, but it's tasty. So I got coconut butter, made some chocolate, did it wrong, did it again, and I tempered it properly. So you heat the chocolate up to 120 Fahrenheit. You cool it down to about 82 Fahrenheit. Then you heat it up to about 89, 90
1: Fahrenheit. And then it's like just liquid again. And then it's... So it actually doesn't melt in your hands necessarily? It's or? the
0: same as a real chocolate bar at the grocery store. Yeah. This is now room temperature stable. Unless you heat this up to, I don't know, 100 Fahrenheit or more. So like a high 30s Celsius. It shouldn't melt. Yeah. All right. So this is – because I'm doing the whole Dr. Hyman, not spelled the way you think. I'm doing the whole Dr. Hyman functional medicine uh, diet. I'm feeling a lot better. It's good. So there is no sugar in this. It is 100% cocoa and cocoa butter in this chocolate, plus lots of nuts and pumpkin seeds and hemp hearts and all kinds of stuff. Do you want to try some incredibly dark cocoa? Yeah. Because what I learned is when you actually heat cocoa up too much – or the cocoa butter, rather, too much, you actually make it more bitter. And the reason why you have to heat it very carefully and not overheat it, it's about the
1: crystal development in the chocolate. It's quite dark, um, without being overly bitter. I do like dark chocolate. That's a plus. <laughs> it, no... was, it, it was surprisingly salty.
0: Oh, yeah, I had, some, um, I had some sea salt to kind of give it a bit of a... Oh, there's a little on the top. A sprinkle mm-hmm. on the top.
1: Yeah.
0: There's a bit of sea salt there to give it a bit of a something.
1: Now, otherwise, you need something there because otherwise it's very flat flavor. Um, yeah.
0: I mean, it's a little bit on your hands, but not much. It's, it's yeah. quite like a regular chocolatey, dark chocolate kind of thing. But this has no sweeteners. There's no like sorbitals, whatever talls, There's no sweetener. It's just perfectly bitter, 100%, you know, uh, cocoa butter and uh, Dutch cocoa or dark cocoa. The high-fat cocoa. So the rest of these chocolates now. Oh, there's more, Richard. I noticed that you didn't get the
1: tempering quite...
0: Well, the thing with tempering with this one is, because it's a third ghee and a third coconut oil, there's no tempering. You can't temper it because okay. it has... But those fats are tastier. But yeah, it's quite quite messy, gooey. Mm-hmm. That's why I have a little cold thermosy things in the fridge. But tasty, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Feel free. Oh, te- I would say that I prefer this one too. Yes. That one.
0: But you can't temper coconut oil, because coconut oil... Is melty at room temperature-ish.
1: I suppose it depends on how much you put in.
0: I need to do more chemistry late at night. My kids are going to bed. Yeah. And make more chocolate. Try one of these. This is a... There's no um, nut butter layer. This one's a bit better. So I made this batch. I had too much in one pot to add all the cocoa. So I poured it out. But I think the oils had separated. So I think the one that we had with the pecans, that's actually more oily than normal. I think it's because that got mostly the coconut oil. And the ghee, this bottom one got more of the coconut butter because it as it's a, it can bend a little bit, but it actually breaks. Yeah. And the side of properly tempered chocolate is it, it cracks, it breaks. Very food centric opening time. Yeah. And this one has a few goji berries in it. It's a little bit of kind of natural, a little bit of a sweet something. Yeah. Kind of a chewy texture too. Goji wow. berries. It sounds like you're yelling for a sports team. Goji berries. on oh, so "What do you think of the chocolate? Buy again? Mean, <laughs> Brendan can bring chocolate to my house again? Yeah." Yep. would your kids eat any of this? No, not even the nut butter one which is kind of
1: uh not no it's because they're not actually big chocolate fans they're they're big sweets fans mm,
0: okay so they' brought... they're,
1: they're only a quarter Dutch, but they do like their sugar
0: a quarter Dutch <laughs> like my kids are a quarter Danish yeah my kids they're a quarter Danish they look 100 percent Danish and they love open face sandwiches. They're basically Danish. All the Irish, Scottish, possible indigenous person, possible whatever else, in French, none of that, came out and just blonde, blue eyes, open face sandwich, please, smorgasbord. Anyway, you know the Danes don't say please? They have a word, "bayum" for please, but they don't use it. Because they're so polite anyway, in their culture, they just don't need to say please. I don't need to say please for being polite, we just are polite. So... It's reserved for when you're being fake polite? No, they just don't really use it. There's a lot of neat things about learning about Scandinavian culture. You know what the Danish word for knife is? Canoe. There's a K before an N, and they pronounce it. Just like English, we used to pronounce the K, and we don't anymore. Now it's knife, it's just knife. There, it's still canoe, canoe. It's kind of neat. Because I always wonder where that K came from. I guess, I don't know, ancient European? Perhaps it was influenced from, uh, the um uh, the vikings sacking england and burying gold hard to say
1: well i'm pretty sure we can figure it out um there's a cuz people have spent their lives working on tracing language trees and stuff like that and europe though there's so much back and forth in trade people from everywhere kind of go everywhere cuz you've got your uh germanic languages which um which is where English has, has most of its roots, is the Germanic language, family of languages. Right. But yeah, they can kind of figure where, looking at old texts and that sort of stuff, and obviously they don't have old recordings, but rhymes, poetry, old poetry is great for that, for figuring out pronunciation.
0: Yeah, the Shakespeare, uh, If all those Shakespeare fans out there that listen to our podcast, uh, the old tongue is better. Because you get more rhyming, because modern tongue words have changed, and there's less rhyming, and the rhyming shows comparisons and jokes from one thing to another. Anyway, uh... I saw the new Doctor Strange movie. Uh, B minus. Like it, I kind of felt. You know, there's a lot of the Marvel series you watch. Yeah, like all, all the different like series that come out. It felt like that caliber. It didn't feel like an MCU movie. It felt like an MCU eight episode series. It just, I don't know, it, it just wasn't quite. It wasn't quite big enough or impactful enough. There wasn't enough risk. There was a lot of cool stuff. So, so, stuff.
1: It, so, it, so basically, you are saying that this this is more of a world slash story, more of a setup movie, setting things it's up. It's a bit for... of a
0: setup movie. It's a bit of a fanboy because. Uh, because it's multiple universes, they brought yeah. in various other people into the movie. The, I won't give any spoilers, but there's lots of other Marvel Universe people that we've never seen before in an MCU who kind of jumped in. And we had them in there. So that was cool and all. However, um, the, the overall story and how it ended, I felt like it was fine. But I felt like they were try, kind of trying to set it up. And like the the new character they introduce in it, they're trying to set her up maybe for her own movie or her own, or be, somehow contributing to other MCU's down the line. So this felt like more of an in betweeny kind of movie, as opposed to say all the Thor movies, which all stand on their own. Even if they are connecting dots for the greater MCU yeah. storyline, those movies are their own movies. This movie felt a little bit more about connecting the dots, and maybe that's just part of the difficulty that we're like what twenty, thirty
1: movies in, and they kind of need to. Relate things well. It's like the Eternals. I watched it, and there's a few scenes that I remember. I I, I was I was talking to someone recently, and, going, and they asked me about it because I hadn't see, they hadn't seen it, and they asked what the plot was. And I'm like, um, yeah, that's like a B minus C plus movie. It's not bad. No, it's not a bad movie, and it's all, but it's sort of when you compare it to uh, any Iron Man, any Avengers, any Thor movie, Captain yeah. America's
0: the Captain America's though. They're always kind of like. Um they're like an action spy movie. All of them like they don't they don't feel well, like a science fiction one whereas Iron Man is a science fiction.
1: Yeah. I think that was kind of what worked in the uh the original set of movies was that each little movie series had its own flavor. Like Natalie Portman and her wormhole, you
0: know, the wormhole she found that Thor came through, Natalie Portman's wormhole. This is a direct rebuff of a South Park episode which came out around the time of the first Thor movie. Why is Natalie Portman here? Because, like, they're going on this adventure, and Thor shows up, and then Natalie Portman shows up, and they're like, who are you? I'm Natalie Portman. Why are you here? Because of my wormhole. Anyway, what I'm saying is, go watch the South Park about Natalie Portman and Thor. It's um, it's 22 minutes well spent. Because South Park, a lot of it's crap. But they have a few of these episodes that are just amazing. More chocolate?
1: No, Mr. I'm Richard, good. I'm good. That's the good thing about uh, dark chocolate is it's actually hard to eat massive amounts of it. Yeah, you can easily
0: eat, if you're really into it, I would say one of those big milk chocolate nutty bars. Even like the ones yeah. from the local chocolatier lady who makes it herself. She sells them at the farmer's market too. I can eat one of those, no problem. And even her like lighter dark chocolate, sometimes even two if you're really like feeling snackish. But this dark chocolate stuff, mine, you have... Two or three pieces, maybe four, depending on what, because they're all kind of different size pieces that I cut myself, and you're kind of you're kind of done. High fat content too, so it kind of fills you up. Yep. And the nuts. Ah, nuts. So what should we talk about for news? We've talked about the Marvel universe, which is always good. The uh, the Cessna story from Florida. Another Florida story on the Florida night. man. The best Florida man story that I heard, and I'll assume it's true. A guy decided to commit suicide, which is sad, but he did it with a weather balloon tied to his shotgun. So he, or whatever gun he used. Uh, I think it was a shotgun in the story, but there's variations of this story, so it's hard to know what the real story was. But basically, he went in his backyard and he shot himself fatally, and the weather balloon took the gun up and away. So the police were investigating and investigating because this guy was shot and killed. There's no weapon, there's no one around. How did this... Who Did someone take the weapon? Was he actually murdered? Did someone steal the the gun after the fact? And I guess eventually someone reported, I found a down weather balloon with a gun attached. Huh. And they ran it, and then it connected with the slugs they pulled out of the guy. I, I imagine that's how they connected the dots. And I thought, that's a pretty interesting way to mess with the authorities. It's like those impossible murder uh, mysteries. Th- that would be an interesting way to get rid of a murder weapon. Is if you had a weather balloon, or even enough balloons, and if you live somewhere near the ocean with a wind going out to sea, it's an interesting way to get rid of all kinds of evidence. Yeah, like anything you don't want your wife to find, anything
1: you don't want your wife to find, tied to a weather balloon. You yeah, have it all automated. She opens the cupboard, and all of a sudden, the big balloon comes out. Whoop! It's gone. <laughs>
0: No, dear. I don't think I had Brazilian pornography. <laughs> no, 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 no. But you, you unleashed my weather balloon. <laughs> <I don't>. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> that's terrible. Um,
1: nobody likes Brazilian pornography. Like I was gonna say the other way of doing it is with a drone.
0: I like how you don't disagree. I said nobody likes Brazilian pornography, and you're like you just go on to the next thing. You're like that's just fact. There's no arguing about it. There's no comments. What's great about talking about pornography uh, in the podcast is that my wife always loves editing it. She loves (laughs) hearing our opinions. So, on to the Florida Man story I wanted to talk about, which is not really a Florida Man story. There was a Cessna single engine recently, and the pilot passed out. They said became incapacitated. Was it a... Not incompetent. Incapacitated. Incapacitated. Became incapacitated. They didn't say how, so... Oh, mosquito going to get you. Yeah, that time of year. That time of year.
1: Ooh, you grabbed with your hands. But when you do that, when I do that, I have trouble squishing them. It's gone now. Gone forever. Yeah, there's more in here. So anyway,
0: so basically, uh, I think there was one or two passengers on the plane, and the pilot lost consciousness, and this person hopped on, grabbed the controls, and talked on the radio, help, help, help. I don't know how to fly a plane at all. Not a clue. Doesn't play flight sims. Never, flow, you know, never flew a drone. Has no idea. And they landed the plane. Uh, they, they had guidance. They basically followed the coast. Okay, can you see the coastline? Okay, keep going south along the coast. All right, there's an airstrip. You have enough fuel. And they landed on a huge airstrip. They had lots of landing room. They, they landed on there. But it actually worked. And um, it made me think of Mythbusters, where they actually did this in, like, a 747 simulator. Or And my uncle probably correct me because he's, like, an airplane guy. But, like, it might not have been a 747, but it was, like, a big, you know, that kind of airplane simulator. And they had a real experienced air traffic controller guy, you know, who's was probably also a pilot. They had this guy um, from, like, his station, like, all kind of set up. Yeah. But can you fly it? You have to take over. And they actually did it. It was like hair was hours and it was stressful. How do we get there and how do we do it? But with real proper like industry simulators, they could land a huge jumbo jet, you know, safely, like so that everyone survives. You might blow the wheels out of the bumpy landing, but we're on the ground. The plane's OK. People are OK. So that's why I wasn't that surprised when I heard "Oh, someone landed a Cessna. Well, it's landing. It's easy. Landing
1: it in one piece is the tricky part.
0: Yeah, well, there's a whole throttle, throttle control and stuff. Because, like, for me, it would be the controls. Because what do I do to make the engine stop? Okay, I've landed. I'm you on the ground. Turn the key off. But can't you turn the key off unless you push the things in? Are there safeties? I don't know. I don't know.
1: Or you press the off button.
0: Worst case scenario, I would just fly really low over a lake. Like, 20 feet above a lake. Like a diving board. Open the door. I'm out. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> See you, plane. I guess I throw the pilot out first, and then I jump out, and I try to grab him before he drowns. But that's not a bad option. You know what I mean? Like, if you were in the situation, you're in an airplane, you have to land it. Now, I play with lots of flight sims and remote control flight sims, so, like, I could actually probably, with advice on a radio, figure it out. I'd be okay. For a Cessna.
1: Eh, how hard can it be?
0: For a Cessna, it's a single engine. It's only one engine. There's only one throttle control. If it's a twin engine, that's different.
1: Do twin engines have twin throttle controls? Yes. So you can spin the plane? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's like it's, it's like more, driving
0: a skid steer? Um, I don't know if it's exactly driving a skid <laughs> steer, but it's that kind of idea. I have a, I have a buddy at work who's big into like... So you,
1: you speed up the one engine to turn?
0: No, you still trim it out, but like, if one engine isn't working as well, or if you have to turn one engine off, you have to compensate with your trims yeah. so the other engine can actually pull you along. Oh! There's Richard's wife mowing the gravel again. Can we hear that? Can our fans hear that? Do we have fans?
1: I've got one up in the bedroom. I guess. <laughs> your brother, and, and there's one up here on the shelf. Your brother listens. I'm sure he's a fan, though. I get my fans from Costco. Costco.
0: Only fans from Costco. <laughs>
1: No, I get all sorts of
0: stuff. All kinds fans. of fans, not only yeah. fans. I get everything. I do like. I do like my Costco membership. I like kind of wandering around Costco. I kind of like looking at the people of Costco.
1: There are different. There are different class of people than the people of uh, Walmart.
0: They are a different class, but there was this one couple who looked very Walmarty in front of me in Costco the other week, and you can you kind of know the kind of people I'm talking about, like. In their cart, lots of chicken nuggets, frozen frozen pizzas, hot dogs. You the really big ketchup bottle. The like the, we'll be on all of that food. All you know. The, anyway, uh, the, the guy is there in line, and his his wife says to him, "I imagine his wife or girlfriend. Oh, I'm gonna go over and order food at the cafeteria. What do you want? Poutine and hot dogs. Okay. And this is the, clearly their like their weekly thing to go and get their frozen pizzas and chicken nuggets.
1: And uh, someone figured out that. If you ate at the Costco restaurant, the uh, restaurants kind of generous. Restaurants, the the Costco food desk, the food desk, at the Costco. food counter at, at, at uh, Costco. Um, if you ate the hot dog and drink three, for three meals a day, enough enough calories for an entire year, you could eat for an entire year for under two thousand dollars. Wow,
0: that's uh... That sounds so bad. Oh, I I'm not saying it's good for you. I'm not saying it's. Uh... We don't recommend this. So for less than two thousand dollars, you could have enough calories. There's got to be a cheap way
1: to get calories. Like protein powder is pretty cheap. Um. Still though, that's the thing is, is that you get you, you get um, you put ketchup on, so you get uh, some vegetable and relish. Vegetable. You put ketchup and relish on. There so you get. Ketchup
0: is not a vegetable, and neither is relish.
1: Ketchup is tomatoes.
0: <laughs> it does, you can't have mostly sugar with a minced up cooked vegetable and go, oh, this is a vegetable. This is this is my vegetable portion.
1: It does have...
0: the Tomato-y, tomato-y
1: goodness in the ketchup. Yes. Um, I'm not saying it's good for you. I'm saying it's less bad for you than just having sugar syrup. Right. Is that the lawnmower
0: again? Your wife loves that thing while we're recording.
1: This is only the first time she's done this. If this becomes a... a Biweekly bi-weekly thing where she cuts the lawn while we're... We're doing our recordings? Yes, we'll have to have... You'll uh, have to
0: get a new wife. I know a good divorce lawyer.
1: <laughs> no, I'll have to get... He's it.
0: happily married. Oddly. Very happily married. I don't know any divorce lawyers. Do you know any happily married divorce lawyers?
1: I know a happily married family lawyer. He does family law, which... In family law, they do divorces, so he does do divorces.
0: Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, a divorce lawyer is a certain type of lawyer... It's kind of a prick.
1: Yeah, well, they, that's the... Uh, they are the... Uh, divorce, divorce lawyers are the people who... Uh, they're not good enough to do real estate, but they're no, kind of greasy enough to do they divorces. They, they're, they're, they're not intellectual enough to do real estate and corporate law, but they're not, they're not good enough to do criminal law. So
0: what you're saying is divorce lawyers are like the gym teacher of lawyers.
1: Yeah. Basically, they are. They, they like to argue. They like to win, but they're, yeah, like it's, I'm sure there are really nice divorce lawyers out there. I'm, sure, I'm not
0: sure. I'm not sure at all. I'm not sure till I have proof.
1: But they're <laughs> probably the exception rather than the rule, because this is a job where you have to try and extract as much pain out of the other person as possible.
0: Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird kind of taking sides. Because in a marriage, I'm a strong believer that it takes two to tango. So if your marriage is falling apart, uh, there's blame on both sides. Even if one person's has a lot of the blame, uh, I, I don't think anyone in a marriage that we're really gonna divorce is totally innocent.
1: I don't buy that. Some in some cases the it may be that, you know, their fault is for ignoring the red flags and getting marrying the person in the first place.
0: Yes, there may be some uh, premarital ignorance or uh, blindness. Yeah. Because there are certain women that just want to get married. And it's like, why are you marrying him? I'm pretty sure he's flirting with your sister right now. Um, maybe, maybe he's a bad choice.
1: I had a friend way back in the late 90s. She met a guy on a Christian online dating site. Turned out to be Jewish. <laughs> well, actually, he wasn't Christian. He, he was. He wasn't. He wasn't. Cat no, it was a ca- Catholic one. He wasn't Catholic. I don't even know if he was. I don't think he's even ca- Christian.
0: Well, is he like Christian in the sense that like he's white European? Well, or- no. Yes,
1: he was white European, but he was. He was. I don't think he was even baptized.
0: Oh, really? So it's not like, yeah, I'm a Catholic. I go to church at Christmas and Easter sometimes.
1: No, as in, he was by all definitions not a Christian. Okay. Um, but he was uh, on the Catholic dating website. Yes. Who knew that online dating, people would lie about themselves? Um, so before they got married, he joined the church. Um, the church of? The Catholic church. Okay. This was one of her non-negotiables and that sort of stuff. Um, that's, you... why, that's why she was on the Catholic dating website. And I went to their wedding, and I, I visited them a couple times. I lived in Windsor, and... Within two years, it had fallen apart.
0: I'm um, shocked,
1: Richard. He had spent all of the money, like including Max with the credit cards, credit cards that she didn't know, even know that he had taken out in her. He forged her signature on. Oh my! But what, did he, what did he
0: buy with these? Was he just trying to pay rent with these credit cards no, and buy no, groceries no. Just, just to get she by? W- she
1: was working. She was actually actually had a pretty decent job. So she married a she. He basically he was looking for another mother. Free ride.
0: Oh, he wanted to be a kept man.
1: Yes. um, So, yeah, and...
0: So, women... So, the women who were divorced, I always go, all men are terrible. No, no, about half are, and you picked poorly. Which I know is kind of mean, but at the same time... As a man who's one of the good ones, and I am, like, we both are. We're both regular married guys. We don't cheat on our wives. We're not alcoholics. We're both good earners. We both fix stuff that breaks. I changed many light bulbs last week. I finally got around to it. I'm
1: going to say, we're setting an opposite low bar here.
0: For
1: being you good. and
0: I are the kind of guys that if a neighbor comes over and says, can I borrow a ladder, we will both say, what kind of ladder?
1: I only have the ones, but yeah. You only have one ladder? I only have one ladder. Ugh. But it, it. I don't know if I can be friends with you. Only it, one? It's a multifunctional one. It, it bends so that you can do it like, use it like, like a step ladder. And then but you, you can... don't have a step ladder too? I don't have a step ladder you too. You can have a step ladder. I don't like those little flimsy step ladders. Not the
0: flimsy ones, the good ones with the handle, like a painter's ladder. Anyway, we can argue about ladders later. But Richard uh, only has one proper ladder. Ugh. How many cars do you have in your driveway? Three. Three. All, all used edition work. You don't need a ladder
1: to work on a car.
0: No, I'm just saying, I, I think the ratio of ladders to, to cars, you should have at least one, one la- more ladder than you have vehicles. And you have a hobby farm. I just assumed you'd have like three ladders. The fact that I have more ladders than you, I feel a little uncomfortable around you now. I shouldn't have more ladders than you. Something is wrong. I have levers. not
1: actually had found a need for another ladder. Sometimes my, the latter is that I have because it's one of these, you know...
0: I have one of the same ones you convertible have.
1: Convertible yeah, yeah. ones that, that it is kind of heavy for moving around. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. Have a good night, everyone.
0: And uh, if you want my chocolate recipe, send us a tweet. And I will tell you how to make chocolate. Personally. In tweeting. Yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that good? Anybody yeah, I think remember, that's good. quips? Yeah, sure. Is that a wife of yours without... <laughs> oh. Middle-aged man talk. Thank you so much for listening. Please check us out on Patreon. Woof. <laughs> <laughs>